This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers, and you know what makes me mad? When insurance companies deny your claim for no good reason. That's why people call me. I'm the lawyer insurance companies don't want to deal with. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors extended their win streak to 11 games. It's a franchise record. The Raptors have matched it now after taking down the Dallas Mavericks by a score of 122 to 115 on Friday night at the Air Canada Center. Um, this is an exhausting game. Like, there's no point in playing this game. I mean, like, it's great that the Raptors won, but, like, the Raptors have been playing a really packed schedule of late back-to-back weeks of four games uh this is their fourth game in six nights and you know the raptors they've been playing a lot recently so they rested kyle larry coming into this game which is completely understandable no no more powell um but you know you still figure that this would be a relatively easy game it's given that it's the dallas mavericks but not the case the mavericks came out and played their asses off um seriously this is one of the best performances i've seen out of the Mavericks all season, they were absolutely dominant um, on jumpers and uh, just hitting every single goddamn mid-range jumper ever. But, um, you know, as the story has been for a couple of these games during the win streak, the Raptors didn't come out great in the first half, but really locked down in the second half, and they got the win. I mean, shit, go through all these podcasts. I probably said that like five times over this win streak because it feels like that's just a pattern the Raptors you know, aren't the best <laughs> to start games. I think a lot of it is actually, um, you know, I saw someone on the internet pointed out, but like, you know, the Raptors second half, they're, they're playing in front of their coach, in front of Dwayne Casey who gets to call it out. And, um, you know, it definitely seems like, yeah, that's uh, that's a big part of why they're defensively more solid. But um, early on in this game, the Raptors gave up 60 points in the first half, Um it was J.J. Barea that was killing the Raptors. Goddamn J.J. Barea. That guy is pure con man. I mean, he just tricks you into thinking he can do all this stuff, and then he ends up getting open shots. And I don't know, man. I mean, J.J. Barea, he, he, he torched Van Vliet tonight. Van Vliet got torched by J.J. Barea, which is just such a sad thing to say. But, um, yeah, the Raptors just defensively were not up to par. Um, offensively, they were okay. Uh, they got a lot of free throws, which is great, but... Without Lowry, like, 
it was up to DeRozan to facilitate a lot of the offense, and you know there was just wasn't much space for him to operate with. You know, Valanciunas being in the paint, Ibaka sort of you know being in and out of the paint, OG coming back tonight. I'll talk about him in a second. Um, but you know, with the line right there too, just there wasn't a lot of space given to DeRozan. It didn't even matter that the Raptors actually hit a couple of threes to you know surround them with Serge going two of five, De, like the line getting three of five or three of seven. It was just mostly like there was no space, and um, to to make matters worse, Demar wasn't really passing much. Like I feel for Demar. I know I'm going to say a lot of critical things about Demar uh, in this in this performance because he shot eight of twenty three and he had you know really was bailed out by a couple free throws. I'm going to say it, it was kind of generous to him tonight, um, but like you know he was really tired, man. Like you could tell, like he was exhausted. He didn't really want to you know, do this and that, he just wanted to, like, you know, do enough to get this win, because the schedule right now is kind of nightmarish, to play four games in six nights is rare in the NBA, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, just DeMar wasn't really passing the ball much, so the ball movement kind of stuck, and the Mavericks did a really good job of packing the paint, so, um, pretty much this, aside from, like, like foul shots and, like, you know, putbacks and whatever, the Raptors weren't getting a lot of offense. It was a really gummy game. Hard to watch, really, for three quarters. Um, but um, Raptors in the fourth quarter really turned it on. Um, again, these games all sound the same. Uh, but the bench unit really put in a more inspired effort. The thing is, despite the fact that the Raptors played way better in the fourth quarter and played way better defense and way better offense, um, a lot of uh, Pascal Siakam driving to the room against Dirk Nowitzki. I feel bad for Dirk. I do. He's 41 years old. Uh, Pascal Siakam is quick as shit, like one of the quickest forwards in the league. I mean, it was hilarious watching Siakam drive by Dirk. Like, it's literally like if you had a statue. Like, like, like it looked like the skills challenge, man. It's just one of those cones that Siakam was dribbling through. Um, but respect Dirk. He got his 10,000 or 11,000 um, field goal uh, tonight, which on a baseline jumper and, and Dirk, you know, he can still shoot it. He just looks like everything hurts. Like watching him play basketball hurts. Um, but yeah, the Raptors bench, they, they put forth a better effort. Um, you know, they were doing things better collectively. The only issue was, man, the Mavericks were hitting again, all these tough jumpers, like Yogi Ferrell randomly went off and like Berea hit a couple of shots and like, you know, Harrison Barnes looked like prime Kobe Bryant all night. Most of that um, was because OG making his, you know, first appearance in weeks after, uh, you know, missing time with that ankle injury. Yeah, man, OG looked a, a, a step slow, more than a step slow, really, against uh, against Barnes. And Barnes kind of torched them a ton. Uh, and then, you know, Barnes kind of was torching, you know, whoever else I have to try to put on him, like DeLon Wright, you know, Serge Ibaka, like, you know, those guys all give good contests, but Barnes was just hitting a couple of shots. It really was the only guy that was stopping Barnes was Pascal Siakam. And again, that's a role that Siakam's going to have to play more and more going forward, where that pesky big wing forward that always bothers the Raptors. It's usually a guy like Harrison Barnes. Well, usually it's a guy better than Harrison Barnes, but, you know, Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, LeBron, like all sorts of these examples of these. Kevin Durant, of course. Um, you know, that's a position where, where, where Siakam has to step up more. But, um, you know, the Raptors got into this gritty game. Um, you know, they, they got enough buckets to, to keep themselves, um, you know, paced with the Mavericks. And down the stretch, uh, it was Serge Ibaka, actually, at the end of the regulation that came up with some huge plays, a steal, um uh, late in the fourth quarter, and also a key block on Dennis Smith Jr. 
Dennis Smith Jr., by the way, like, why are you taking 23 shots, bro? Like, you, you, come on, man. You, this guy is, this guy has all the worst parts of the Western Westbrook. <laughs> he really does. It's really bad floor vision. Five turnovers, four assists. Yikes. He was the reason the Mavericks lost this game. Like, the Mavericks played J.J. Brea like they should have. Uh, they would have won this game probably. But, um, you know, they're tanking. So, you know, they got to give the development time, quote-unquote. But, um, yeah, Ibaka coming over the huge block there, getting a rebound. Uh, and, you know, the Raptors were able to make in just enough plays to force this game to go to overtime. Um, in fact, the Raptors could have actually won it in regulation, but, uh, you know, they tried to drop an inbounds play, C.J. Miles and DeMar DeRozan apparently miscommunicated, and they just threw the ball away, which is kind of frustrating. But the Raptors played good defense, and they, and they recovered and whatever. And it actually turned out DeMar, who had been forcing the issue for most of the game, um, DeMar going up into the, a, a very, very tough thicket of... Uh, Mavericks defenders, you know, Nerns Noel just completely had his number tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, DeMar actually passed it to Surge bef- uh, off of the last shot before overtime. And, you know, DeMar did draw a double, whatever, but, you know, Surge kind of had to attack a closeout and then finish over a defender. There's, like, 0% chance that Surge can actually finish that. So they went to overtime. Started overtime, Dennis Majuners hits, like, a there's a miscommunication, gets a dunk, and then there's, like, a really lucky jumper that he, like, hits that, you know, hits glass, hits the back of the rim, the front of the rim, the sides of the rim, the top of the backboard, and then somehow drops into the net. Um, but the Raptors pretty much just cruise from there. Um, that I thought the overtime and the fourth quarter was when DeMar DeRozan played his best basketball. He was much more willing to move the ball, which really helped. DeMar setting up uh, DeLon Wright for a three. Um, Wright, you know, filling in for Lowry, he did hit three threes, so... You know, that's something. Of course, you know, Wright doesn't command the same kind of panic that Wright, that Lowry does when, you know, Wright is open for three. But regardless, if you make those shots, it you know, that's that's what's most important. Um, and DeMar was hitting a couple. He hit a three of his own. Uh, DeMar went to the basket over Harrison Barnes for a layup. So DeMar in overtime, no issues. It's just the first three quarters, DeMar was... Oof. Uh, and then again, it was Ibaka that was coming up with some uh, huge plays. Uh, in, in overtime, he had a possession where he crashed the glass twice on the same possession um, to get the offensive rebound, and he kicked it out to Van Vliet, and Van Vliet ended up hitting a huge, huge three, and that was pretty much what put the Raptors over the top. So um, overall, it was a just a very ugly game. I know the scoreline says 122-115, so you might think, well, it's a free-flowing game. You know, they had a whole bunch of points. Not really, man. I mean, like, the Mavericks played their asses off defensively. They were all over the Raptors. They were very physical. They were definitely very prepared to play this game. And, you know, on the other hand, the Raptors, you know, they had some tough circumstances, man. Like, they clearly didn't want to play this game tonight. Like, they were just like, like, I just want to get through this. You know, it's, the weather's cold in Toronto. It's mid-March. It's miserable. Like, please, like, Van Vliet's probably depressed that Wichita State already got knocked out in the first round of the, you know, NCAA tournament. Like, they just wanted to get through this game. They just wanted to do the bare minimum. And they nearly had a team jump on them. And really, the Raptors only turned it on for the fourth quarter. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it was an ugly game for sure. Um, shout out uh, to JV um, for just the type of work that he's put in of late. I mean... JV with 21 points and 12 rebounds in 23 minutes on 7-9 shooting. That's insane. Um, a lot of that was just him getting putbacks and stuff throughout the course of the game. And he was really the one that really kind of kept the Raptors in the game just with his hustle. And JV takes a punishing, man. Like, honestly, 23 minutes. Like, no one plays a harder 23 minutes than JV because, like, he's getting, like, people jumping on his back, smacking him in the face. Like, lots of contact on this dude. And, like, you know, JV's just, like, really settled into his role. He's, like... 
doing everything the Raptors want him to do reasonably. Like, he's even challenging shots at the rim. I mean, opponents still score over him, but, like, he's there. He's doing everything he needs to, and he's giving the Raptors great minutes. He didn't get a chance to close this game because the Raptors needed uh, bigs that could, you know, step out and contest jumpers because the Mavericks are really just trying to get switches from Harrison Barnes to, to shoot over. But, um, yeah, um, still, Valanciunas, you know, deserves a, a lot of love, especially since, you know, he's been playing great, which means my mentions have been just trash recently, which is, you know, totally fine. It, it is what it is. You make your brand one thing, it happens, right? But, um, yeah, overall, it was a case where the Raptors, you know, did just enough to win the game. And honestly, I, I must say that the Raptors did shoot 31 free throws, and we were not the aggressors tonight, and the Mavericks shot 18, and I feel like that kind of made a huge difference in this game. The Raptors did get a lot of slight calls going in their favor. I mean, of course, it's a physical game. You can point to missed calls here and there, but overall, I mean, the Raptors getting 31 free throws really shocked me when I looked it over. Um, but, um, yeah, the Raptors did what it took. I mean, that's it. It's, it's not a fun game to watch in retrospect. It wasn't a great performance overall necessarily, but the key is the Raptors have won 11 games in a row, which matches a franchise record. They have won 52 games, which now officially puts them in second behind the 2016 season. Um, the Raptors have 52 wins against 17 losses, which means they must go 8-5 and five at the worst to get to 60 wins. Um, it is insane. They are like four and a half games up on Boston uh, for second place. That's locked up. I mean, the map... Uh, the, the trouble there really is Cleveland is just doing some fuck shit, and, and they're, they just apparently are very intent on getting into the 4-5 bracket against Washington. So, you know, good luck on, good luck, good luck to Cleveland for that because they really can't take care of business whatsoever despite LeBron making all sorts of highlights cool, but, you know, make a win for, for once. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just this is a tough part in the schedule. I know it doesn't look like it based on the opponents. Like, whatever, we're playing the, the Nets and then, you know, the, the Pacers and the Mavericks, but all these teams are giving their all against the Raptors. Like, it's not a lot of those games. Like, there's a difference between, you know, what the Mavericks are doing and what, like, the Knicks are doing. The Knicks just, like, completely lay down. Like, we're just like, you know what, go ahead, take this win. The Mavericks were like, no, nah, they want they really wanted to compete. And, like, really up until, the, the, the like, you know, the point where it really mattered and, and you know, Mark Cuban had to whisper in uh, <laughs> Rick Carlisle's ear, like, yo, like, <laughs> please, we need to tank. We need all these lottery balls. You know, like, they took it to the Raptors. And these have been tough games. The Raptors obviously look exhausted. They could use a couple of days off, just just one day off. I mean, their, their practice habits are a little bit, you know, they haven't been able to practice because, you know, when your schedule's that tight, why are you practicing? Um, and, you know, people are in and out of the lineup, whatever. But, hey, man, Raptors did enough to get the win. And that's, that's how we have an 11-game win streak. The Raptors have figured out a way to win. That's pretty much it. In terms of your three stars, um... I'm giving the first star. I mean, here's the issue, right? A couple of these games, I feel like I've shorted Valanciunas, and a lot of people have been angry at me for that. So, all right, I'll just give it the first star to JV. No, I mean, 21 points, 12 rebounds, 7 of 9 shooting, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Um, in 23 minutes, I mean, you can't argue with that. Um, did a JV play perfect defense? No, not necessarily, but, you know, he really cut the Raptors in this game. So, even though he didn't really play a factor down the stretch... Uh, I thought JV played well. Overall, he gets some recognition here for sure. Um, I want to show some love to Pascal Siakam. Again, Siakam's a guy that has consistently got these awards of late. He's just played such a pivotal role. Defensively, the fact that he was the only guy that could guard 
Barnes earned him a spot to close this game. And also Siakam's energy and hustle, um, just, you know, running in transition and stuff. That's just generally what we can expect from him on baseline. But, like, we can also now kind of expect that he can break down his man and just go to the rim a couple times. Siakam's really good at that, man. His dribble moves are, are very basic, but he's getting to the rim. He's so quick. And he can finish with either the left or the right. It doesn't really matter. If you just if you want to play him even slightly one way off or the other way off, Siakam's getting to the rim. And Siakam's um he got to the rim a lot against against uh against Nowitzki today. So shout out to Siakam. And then the, your third star, you know, you can give it to Ibaka for those clutch plays. You can give it to Delon Wright for his energy. Ultimately give this I'm gonna swing it and give it to Ibaka. Um, but, you know, I want to recognize that DeLon Wright had a lot of good performances. Again, this is just three stars. There were four stars. Those are the four ones. Pretty clear. Um, but I'm going to give it the edge to Ibaka. Um, you know, of course, Ibaka has some frustrating moments. I mean, like against that uh, in the Pacers game. I mean, him, him missing those threes and then committing those fouls was not ideal. But um, today, Ibaka in crunch time, no complaints whatsoever. He was great. Um, you know, hitting some jumpers in the fourth quarter too. So, um, you know, shots to Ibaka. 12 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, a block, 5 of 10 shooting, 2 of 5 from deep. Pretty much his season averages in uh, in 35 minutes. However, if you look at the hustle stats, uh, which are available on NBA stats, Serge Ibaka had 11 shot contests tonight, which was tied with DeLon Wright for most, in the, for most on the team. So Ibaka was really, really... Um, you know, involved defensively. He had two deflections, a screen assist, a loose ball recovered. Like, just Ibaka was showing a level of hustle that you just generally don't see from him on back-to-back. So, um, you know, good job on Ibaka. And then, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, I'm really divided because you could give this to Nerlens Noel easily because, like, defensively, Noel was incredible. I mean, he did foul out in 27 minutes, but... Six rebounds, three assists, five steals, three blocks. Holy shit, man. Five steals and three blocks in 27 minutes. That's that's kind of insane. Um, he was incredible defensively against DeMar Rosen, But, of course, J.J. Brea, I mean, this guy had 18 points, six assists. He was completely torching Van Bleet, was torching DeLon Wright. Like, he was pretty much the reason why the Mavericks had this lead for most of the game before the Raptors, you know, clawed back and took the win. So, that's that's that. Um, not the prettiest win, of course, but who cares, man? The Raptors have won 11 in a row, 52 wins, top of the uh, Eastern Conference, and with the you know banged up Warriors losing to the Sacramento Kings today. I mean, look, they didn't have Steph, they didn't have Clay, they didn't have KD. So what are you gonna do? But with the Warriors losing. The Raptors are now tied with the Warriors with the exact same record. Of course, the Warriors, you know, won the season series 2-0, so um, they still have the edge. But the Raptors have the same goddamn record as the Golden State Warriors right now. Just take that in. The Raptors have the same record, 52-17, and as the Warriors right now. In the middle of March, we have the same record as the Warriors. That's just insane. And of course, we're two and a half games back of the Houston Rockets for the best record overall in the in the entire NBA. I don't know if the Raptors can actually catch that one, but bro, that's that's unbelievable, man. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Anyway, thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Um, hopefully, the Hive is happy with uh, the, the amount of love that JV gets. I, I mean, he's gotten a lot of love recently. Uh, you can't you can't tell me I have not been showing JV a lot of love because he's been playing amazing. But um, 
yeah, just a, another game where the Raptors, you know, slogged it through. They got the result. Hopefully, the Raptors come out with a more concerted effort against OKC because as much as OKC is up and down, you know, like, they are kind of decent, you know? Like, yes, they're kind of on the fringe of the playoff picture, but also, like, you know, everyone is in the playoffs. Um, but OKC got another win today. They're actually now in fourth. It just speaks to the volatility of the Western Conference right now. But, um, you know, OKC could beat anybody on a, on a good day. So the Raptors got to really bring their A game and and be sharp. And hopefully, you know, they don't come out with this, like, you know, weak first half, fix it in halftime, come on stronger, whatever. Um, because, you know, the Raptors have shown an ability to flip the switch a little bit, which is good, which is good. I, I think you got to really manage yourself and pace yourself. But at the same time, um, when it comes down to, take care of business the Raptors had to take care of business and today they took care of business barely very barely took care of business in overtime but um against OKC they got to be sharp from the jump because OKC is a very physically empowering overpowering team and we've seen them punk the Raptors I mean, remember last year when Russell Westbrook came to Toronto had like a triple double in like 20 minutes and threw the ball like the full course bounce pass through Corey Joseph's legs for someone for like Oladipo for a layup like it was they smacked the Raptors up so hopefully the Raptors can uh, return their favor this year but, um, yeah, they're, they're playing amazing. And hopefully the Raptors play hard because, yo, the franchise record, it could be 12, 12 wins, man. That's, that's big. It's big. That's really big. The Raptors never had a 12-game win streak. That's kind of unbelievable. But um, it's, it's, uh, it's there for the taking on Sunday. Anyway, I'll speak to, I'll speak to you guys then. In the meantime, read 10 things. Uh, someone brought up that uh, it's hard to read the Twitter screen cap on desktop, which... I didn't actually know what anyone was doing. Um, if you are on desktop, they're like a cat, like they're archived uh, on my Medium page, so it's way easier to read it there. Um, there's a link to it in the uh, Reaction Podcast post shell now, but um, you know, read it there. Thank you to everyone on uh, supporting the Patreon campaign, of course. Also, there's a Hoop Talks event coming up. I don't know if any of you guys want to go. Um, you probably heard enough of me, but like, there's a lot of other good speakers there. Blake will be there. Uh, you know, you know the standard guys, Paul Jones, uh, you know Grange, Ashley Docking will be hosting it. It's a fun time. I mean, it's not really just just to come out and you know hear the people that you hear from all the time. Although that's you know part of the appeal. You know, we drink a little bit. It, we end up saying things that are you know a little bit wilder than what is usually said. But also like you know you get to come out, meet a lot of the Raptors community. It's it's a great. It's a fun event that way for sure. Everyone's really approachable. It's a good time. It's a fun venue. It's at Rivoli. It's on March the twenty eighth, um, around seven p.m. I think. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, I mean, go to Hoop Talks uh, and, and get a ticket because it's a fun time. And I'm sure a lot of people have actually come out to Hoop Talks. Hopefully, you can you know maybe leave a testimonial and, and share your experiences. But you know, it's been a great way to actually like interact with the Raptors fan base. And so anytime that can happen. It seems like a good event. Anyway, the Raptors did what they needed to. On to the next one. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. 
Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.